this already recording time, JT? We're recording again. We're back. You know, at this pace, we're going to record like many episodes before we all leave home. Yeah, this might actually be like an entirely home-based, <laughs> like it'll just always be from home forever. Yeah, this it could be. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and we, we were talking about like plans in September. Oh, I'm going to do a webinar thing in September. And she's like, do you know which date's good for you? I'm like, September? That's like two <laughs> years away. What are you talking about? What date? I don't know. September the 43rd. Like, who knows? Yeah, whatever. Ryan Tedder, who is a music producer and also the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, has been doing this great thing on Instagram where he says, day 96 of day one. Like it's just like over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, which is consistently made me laugh. So how are you now, Jer? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I think last time we spoke, I was talking about a week of rain coming up and then we had none of that. So instead I sanded my, um, some of my outdoor furniture and restained it and oh wow, you know, a little handy, been a little handy. That's some hardcore adulting. Yeah. Yeah. Used a sander. Got a brush. We actually had, um, like, so when I lived in Texas, like people talk about Texas storms and it's like a real thing. Like it's just a different kind of thunderstorm. And so this is like, you know, we're like a, you know, probably three or four miles from the ocean. So we're far enough away that it's not like a thing, but man, last night we had like, we had rain and thunder and lightning where it like shook the house. Power went out, out, like hard out. And we're just looking and my, my wife is like in the baby's room, with all the lights off and she's just like, this is terrifying. <laughs> Cause like the room's just lighting up because the lightning is like aggressive. Well, um, it was pretty cool. I love, I love rainstorms, man. They're like one of my favorite things. Same. My, uh, my, my teenage years were in Albuquerque, which is also mm-hmm. a big storm kind of city. And I remember, you know, my mom and I would go and drive sometimes and watch the storms pass by. Cause you had such a huge, um, Vista, uh, horizon. I don't know. Whatever yeah, horizon, the, yeah. When you could see a lot. Because of yeah. the altitude, right. that thing, you know. Um, so yeah, love the big storms. I uh, I will I will sheepishly admit I love the weather gifts uh, uh, subreddit. And oh really? Yeah, actually, I, let, let's fess up for a sec. I have attempted multiple times to share weather gifts on Wingman, and JT is <laughs> always like, "Dude, I know you like this stuff, but you know." And some people, many people do. Yeah, but, but it's it's a bit of a niche. It's a narrow casted audience. There's yeah. an audience, yeah, but it's just it's narrow casted. So, so listen. So we'll do it this way. So JT's friends who are subscribers, if you think he's wrong and we should have more weather gifts, everybody text him as soon as you hear this. Yeah, absolutely. Just fi- fire some notes my way, and we'll. Uh, and if if there's an order of magnitude, then I will I will acquiesce to all things weather. There we go. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll keep the weather weather to myself. Let's um, <laughs> let's stop talking about the weather though. Yeah, no, let's do it. All right. So this week, the thing we love, thing we love this week, Jeremy, is the points guy. The points guy. Do you know the points guy? I, I know and love the points guy. And and to be clear, this is not a points guy or some points guy or multiple points people. It's the points guy. Right. So I'm actually going to dispel that. There's a bunch of points people now, but it started as the points guy. <laughs> So the points guy, so in 2010, a guy named Brian Kelly started this, like, I didn't know a lot of this. I actually did some research. So Brian Kelly was like a Wall Street guy and he was a Wall Street guy with a corporate card. And so in order to have to like 
do all the traveling that he had to do. He was like one of those guys that was just on the road constantly. So he started this little blog because he started trying to like game some of the point systems so that he could like figure his way out into like get into better lounges, kind of get mm. upgraded, figure out how to like slide into the better hotels. Um, and it started that way, you know, I mean, I, literally 10 years ago now. Now they have like 40 editors and over 100 contributors worldwide. Um, and the site has taken on like a completely different like epicenter of knowledge around travel and credit cards. Truth. Yeah. I, so, I actually, I got to be honest. I thought that that guy, Zach, was the points guy. And I knew that there was a, I knew there was a team involved, but I thought it was like his thing that just slowly has grown. I, I, I didn't know he was actually just basically an employee of thepointsguy.com. Um, but what's cool about the points guy specifically is so lots of credit card information. I've actually sent a good amount of like of the young folk to, to that website just because like there's a tremendous amount of knowledge, like just how the credit card point systems do and don't work and like what makes sense for you. Um, they have one of their guys has like 19 credit cards. So like they're constantly like, they really do sort of like they eat their own dog food, for lack of a right. better term. Um, but they cover credit cards, mileage programs, loyalty programs for hotels. They have tons of hacks around locations and vacations. It's really turned into like a travel site. Um, and because they hire genuine uh, journalists, for lack of a better term, like it's not it's not TripAdvisor. No offense to TripAdvisor. Right. TripAdvisor's right. got its purposes. Um, no, it's it's but a if you want... purpose-driven editor, editorial editing, et cetera. You know, yeah. like the opposite of our podcast. Right, the opposite, the opposite of everything that we do. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, the way I characterize it, if you are, if you're even looking at a new credit card, Points Guy is a great place to go. Even if you don't travel, um, I, I like the you know with all the travel I was doing in the past few years. For me, it was great tips on just how to maximize that, make sure I was using the right uh, airlines or codes or whatever. So it's for for those of you who don't necessarily do a lot of travel. Points guys got great advice on credit cards. Also things like the best way to use things like Amex points, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I saw my Amex points start showing up in Amazon as like a, as like a spendable, but it turns out by the way, according to the points guy, do not do that. You're getting like seven cents, seven, 70 cents on the dollar. Yeah. You know? So there's, there's a tip you learned right here. Yeah. There you go. Free, uh, free Intel. But uh, the other thing, so the other thing I really like about it, which I didn't, intentionally use it for um but there's like a lot of really good vacation tips like and not the thing i like about it is it's not what it's how right so there's right. a ton of websites about like what to do and that's just like a that's a yelp trip advisor whatever sort of deal but what's cool is like how to get to places or how you can like so if you wanted to go to barcelona like here's a good way to get there like through somewhere else so he was like really early on like the whole Reykjavik thing where you could go to Iceland and they would basically extend your trip for up to 14 days and you could just chill. And there was no like particular, like they worked out a couple things with like four different airlines, I think it was, that said, you can just use this as a jump over, but we won't hit you. We'll basically just hold your spot on a plane for 14 days as though you were connecting. Hmm. And so like it blew up and it was like a really cool place, time to kind of go there. So yeah, like, you know, travel or not, it's just a, it's kind of a cool website and it's also really easy. Like I like that, like none of the articles are more than a couple of like, they're like three or five minute reads. It's super simple. Um, yeah, I, nice. I totally agree. And, and again, whether you are a frequent traveler or not, lots of just handy tips, maximize them points people. Yeah, for sure. The biggest thing is that, and, and we say in uh, this week, 
is read the beginner's guide. That beginner's guide is the longest read on the site, but like it is, it changes your opinion of a lot of this stuff when you're like, oh, just open a credit card. It's like, no, I should probably spend 10 minutes figuring out which one I should do and what's going to benefit me the most because there are genuine benefits. It'll also uh, give you the, um, it'll give you those tips on like, and people do this. And I, I think I'm a little too lazy for it, but the, you know, every six weeks, cancel a card, get a different card, charge up $20,000 to get these points. And then you get, yeah. free this and like a pack of gum and you know. yeah. I had, I had a friend that was a 0% hopper where he would just do the, the card balance oh, transfer right. thing, which like, I guess if, if you're, if, if you're committed enough to do it, it's brilliant, but like, I'm too lazy for that. That's a take, lot of work. Yeah, there's a certain amount of time. Yeah. That's a lot of work. But uh, given that we're talking about the points guy and given what's going on or some people are starting to make some summer plans and, and move our, move around a bit. We, uh, we thought it'd be fun to have a little travel top five list, but then we're taking it in a really weird place. Get ready for the, our top five least favorite airports to have to travel <laughs> through, to, in, out of, whatever it might be. Rationale is of our own discretion. There can be any reason it's your least favorite from just had a bad landing one time all the way to any other story we might have. So this can be very personal. It's not canonical. We might, I don't know what that points guy says about the least favorite airports, but I'll bet he's got a piece on it too. I'll guarantee you they probably have a, they, I'll, I promise you they, they do. They have to. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's start off by, uh, by figuring out, do we have a Shawshank ruling on this? And, and I think we need to, we need to keep doing a quick intro on the, what the Shawshank ruling came from our most rewatchable movies episode, a few, a few, a few casts ago. And what we established is that if there's something so universally true, like Shawshank Redemption is basically the most rewatchable movie, uh, thus making it the Shawshank rule, because otherwise it wouldn't be called that. Sort of like the Lou Gehrig thing. Um, Too soon? No, I think we're good. Okay. So in this case, is there a Shawshank rule for must be everybody's least favorite airport? I have, a, I have a maybe. So what, what is your thoughts on this before we divulge anything? So my instinct is that there's a heavy coastal bias here mm. because depending on where you fly out of, I think there's probably as an East Coaster my whole life, specifically a New York guy, like there's an obvious answer. Um, but also because I have traveled a lot around the country and I talk to other people, like I think if you're from like Dallas, your answer is different. If you're from like the Bay Area or California, your answer is different. So for that, and and also there's such an intrinsic tie here to who you fly that because there's so many variables, I don't think this is Shawshankable. I think it's kind of like, I think it's more personal. But the mere fact that I know we're both thinking of the same airport lets me say, I think it's Shawshankable. How about that, buddy? Are we thinking of the same one though? Uh, I would presume that because I can tell you that the the one that I'm thinking of is in my list. So the one I'm thinking of is in my list. All right, we can. You know what? Let's go through our list, and then at the end we'll come back to the the, is this Shawshank? I like it. I like it. All right. I think I kicked off the last one, sir. But I don't keep track of these things very well, so I got about fifty fifty shot in that. You want to go first? Sure, I can go first. Uh, So I want to play a game with you because you and I have both traveled extensively for work. So Ooh. I'm going to do airport codes for each of them just to see, to make sure that you can get them. You'll be able to get, I think all of them, but I want to try anyway. All right. 
Are we first doing, ones... Are we also trying the the make the other person guess the thing? Uh, this one I think does. I don't think that flies for this because like so many of them have Doesn't the same fly. problem. Oh no! Did I just do that? <laughs> all right. Well, let's see if we can stick the landing. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so PHL. That would be Philadelphia, I presume. Philadelphia, yeah. Uh, I despise that airport. Okay, <laughs> I really do. Uh, so these are in order for me, but I've traveled like you know, both of us have been on planes a lot. Yeah. So I've had my my fair share. This one, I I really only have like three very discreet problems with it. The first one is it is old and it feels old and it smells old and they just don't care. Like there's nothing worse than a smelly airport. Bro, it just smells so bad. Like, it's just not clean. Um, the other thing is Philadelphia is, it's like, it's Northeastern. So like the weather is just sucky enough that like in 2019, 21% of arrivals and 20% of departures were delayed. So like Philly's one of those things. Numbers. Yeah, Philly's one of those places where like if, and again, a lot of our travel for our just the, the world we work in, like it does wind up being not always the best time to be going places. Right. So like if you're in that, basically let's call it October to March window and you're flying in or out of Philly, you just, just know it's just not going to go the way you want. My biggest problem. And there's, there's, this is going to be a thread that goes all the way through the line. The food in that airport is such a bummer because Philadelphia is actually a great food city. That's true. Good and like, food well beyond the whole cheesecake thing. Like it's just a really, really great food city. And there is bupkis in that airport. Like it's a, it's an absolute travesty that there's not better food in there. Is there a, is there a cheesesteak place though? I think there's one, but it's not like there's Gino's and Pat's aren't even the good ones. Like there's better ones. Like there's one oh, place that I can't does believe you re- just went there on this. Uh, it's, I mean, well, that's a whole, like we'll get into, we'll get into top fives for food. All right. All right. But yeah, I just think like, it's just such a travesty. Like the, like my favorite sandwich in that city is, isn't even a, a cheesesteak. And it's just, there's just no representation of the actual city. And Philadelphia is the city of soul. And that air, that airport has none. All Mic right. Drop. All right. I will, um, I'm going to stay domestic uh, to, for my starting one. Okay. Um, and I'm going, uh, not, I get, not near Philly. I was going to try to tie it together, but it, it's not. Uh, Chicago O'Hare. Uh, interesting mostly because uh, you know and maybe it's changed very recently but uh, even even to at least a couple of years back because of the way routing works there's often flights chicago's just it's a huge hub but you know they basic algorithms to figure out how long you know you got like 40 minutes is like i think the minimum amount of time they'll let uh, let you connect before they declare you can't go from flight a to flight b but nobody takes into account that you could be at like C23 in Chicago, haul on down to the middle, go down 500 flights of stairs, take a mile-long escalator that's usually half-broken, but a really cool light show, come mm-hmm. running back up that escalator on the other side because some segment of that's probably also broken, and uh, and miss your flight at D23. Like, mm-hmm. I, have, I, I think I probably run more miles in Chicago airport than any... <laughs> Not only other airport, maybe other city. I should turn okay. Strava on next time I go to Chicago airport. I'll give you kudos if you do. Yeah. And by the way, the weather thing you just mentioned, it's there bad. It's bad there like all of the year. All yeah. all of the year it could be bad because of the lake effects and winds and like. It's brutal. Um, 
you know, but by the way, the food, the, the food's pretty good. I will give them the food. They definitely, it's not the best food game, but it's, but it's pretty good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll touch on O'Hare later, but I, uh, it's, I, I do. I, I totally agree. O'Hare's their food game is pretty good. I don't mind the physical airport itself, but it's just Chicago's tough, man. Like it's just tough. Tough. It's yeah. basically if I book in through Chicago, I'm like, there's a good chance I'm missing the flight. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's up? Right. What's next for you? Is, wait, is My Chicago number... on your list? Uh, O'Hare is not. Oh, okay. Okay. Where are you implying uh, like Ebbets? I'm implying nothing as of now, sir. Uh, wow. All right. All right. All right. Number two. <laughs> uh, number two, ATL. Atlanta. Atlanta. So Hartfield Jackson. Um, so the reason I dislike this airport specifically is what you just mentioned with O'Hare. So Atlanta is a huge hub, right? It's like the right. home of Delta. They That airport is immense. Like it's huge. And they have that trolley train system thing underneath, like which yeah. is co- like cool if you're like a kid. But if you're like, on like if you're trying to go from T to D, right, and you've got like a tight window and you got to stand there and just wait, it makes me so mad because there's no other way to do it. Like that is the most efficient way. And now you got to go all the way. They're huge escalators. You got to go like 18 stories downstairs to go on the slowest train that's ever existed to go 18 stories back up to try to make a connection to like go somewhere. Like you, I'm going to Nebraska. I'm not even excited. Like it's just it's it's such a labor of love to be in that airport, and it really makes me sad. Fair enough. I, I haven't just, flown in. Uh, I can't really comment on that one. I got it's be too big. Well, friend, with your job, you might. But I'll I, tell well, you, I, that- know. I, I went there once. That was actually my last flight was in and out of Atlanta, and I I didn't have a bad time. I got I got to say it was okay. If so, their their terminals are like it's T through F, and I think it's like which is weird. It's T, and then there's A B C D, and then E F. E F is international, and A B C D and T are all domestic. So if you're like on domestic and you get lucky and you're like T to T, it's a great airport. They actually have decent food there. They have like two, uh, what's their thing? They have the Varsity, which is like the hot dog place in, in Atlanta. They have a Varsity thing there in Terminal C. And then mm. One Flew South is like the like proper like restaurant. And it's like not bad. Like they're both pretty good. But if you've got to go, like if you've got a long stretch on that trolley, forget it. All right. I'm going, uh, I'm going out of the country next. Ooh. Uh, and this is probably my least, least favorite on the list. And it was a little bit of a stretch, but when I was thinking about it, I realized I've had, you know, I've had enough. Uh, and that would be, do you want the, do you want the three letter code? I don't know if I'll get it. If it's international, but I'll try. NRT. NRT. Narita. So this is Tokyo's airport. Ah. It's located a solid hour and 20 minutes outside of tokyo and for Uh, that reason alone i can't i it's that's that's the answer it's like an hour 20 and of the three ways you can get in and out of in and out of the city one is a train which is by the way the correct answer every time (laughs) the other one is a bus which is actually your second best choice trust me on this one and your worst choice is doing a taxi because at least in Japan, they have some bus lanes and the buses can zip around a bit. And the bus actually isn't bad relative to the train. Um, but this is, this is where it gets a little tricky if you are not familiar with the language. 
that bus can be uh, um, a scary experience. But um, what, which is this whole thing's a little sad though because I love going to Japan so much. But that airport, like, just it's just too far for a small island. Can't they have a closer airport? They That's even a lot. they got Haneda. It's a much closer airport, but it's reserved for domestic flights only. Come on, Tokyo. By the way, now I'm getting like a little nervous. Like maybe they changed something really recently, and I'm like, and someone's gonna be like, "No, dude, Narita's great now." But um, didn't like it, and there also wasn't much to do in the airport. Again, that might have changed recently. But right, well, unless they physically moved it, your main problem probably persists. (laughs) Hour twenty, people. Hour twenty. Yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. I didn't. It's funny. I actually didn't even think about going outside of the U.S. for this, and now that I'm thinking about that, I'm like, oh yeah, I got a couple more for sure. I have I have I have such a disdain for so many in the U.S. that it just it never crossed my mind to go past our borders. <laughs> well, let's hear what's next for you then. Okay, uh, so BWI. Oh, um, I know this one. It's not. Is it Baltimore? It's Baltimore. Okay. It is. There you go. So Baltimore. Uh, so it's actually a relatively newer airport and. It's it's a hub for Southwest, and I had a particular employer who insisted that we fly Southwest because it was cheap, and so I spent an aggressive amount of time in this airport. Um, like I think one year I might have had like something like 130 plus takeoffs, and and wow. and like it, I just it was through Baltimore every single time almost. Uh, my biggest complaint, um, there's like two very specific ones. My biggest one is the car rental is 25 minutes away from the airport. Ooh, not good. That's so long. Like that's just a that's just such a long amount of time to be away. Like I don't Too know far. why it's so far. Yeah. Um the other thing again which is pretty consistent is food. Like Baltimore's got good food. Like they have a good food scene. Why? Why? No, it does. Like they have like crab cakes and football, man. Like crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. And uh, the best thing that they have in there is they have like a Phillips Seafood Express. It's unacceptable. I just don't like it. Get your Um, eggs in Baltimore. Let's do it. Yeah, I I will give them. There's a place called the Green Turtle that has a really nice IPA. That's the only thing (laughs) that I will. It's like they're like a brewery. But otherwise, that airport, they just keep expanding on it. And they keep expanding on it from like what was a decent little airport. And they just make it harder and worse to get around. And I'm just not a fan. Not a fan. Fair enough. Um, I can come back stateside. But again, I'm I'm waiting for you to hit the one that I think you're going to hit so that I can hit it too. So I'm just doing that. I'll go. I'll go. I'll stay out. Um, which of these two do I want to do? Let's go with Frankfurt. Frankfurt all mine. Hmm. Have you flown through there ever? I have. Uh, did you think you walked, I don't know, seven miles while trying to go <laughs> across this airport? This is a very long time ago, so I don't know if I remember it being seven miles, it's but I think I remember so, it being a hike. So big. Not only that, flying from Frankfurt into the States, you're all, I don't know if I've ever gone there without two different security checks. Like in security okay. checks, not just like customs and security, but you actually have to go through the whole bag thing. And this was before there was pre and clear and all those kind of services. And all I know is every time I've been in Frankfurt, it's like, but better put my hiking shoes on. Like I, I, like I want to put those in my backpack just for the airport. Like <laughs> it is funny. a long, big and, and and everything about it is just it's ugly. It was built. I don't know when it was built, but in that awful architecture, like 
I don't know, Soviet style. I don't, I don't know enough about the architecture to just comment, but it's like just a big, long rectangle, gray oh, yeah. cement. Like if they, if, if one day they, they needed a new prison, they could probably convert this airport into a prison pretty <laughs> quickly. Just, it's not good. And, and by the way, I think I only became as aware of how much I didn't like it after spending most of last year flying in and out of Munich airport, which is so lovely. Munich's airport is wonderful. They've got multiple beer gardens, indoor and outdoor. This great courtyard, a whole grocery store. It's a and good food, really good food. So after the Munich okay. experience made me come back around, and be like, I will, I, I will do whatever I can to try not to fly through Frankfurt again. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I haven't been there in a very long time. I was like a kid, so I, I can't remember specifically, but I, I will take your word for it for sure. Kid, you hated all that walking. For I'm sure, sure I probably did. I'm sure. sure I did. Okay, so my number four is the one that we'll see. We'll see if this is Shawshanky. Okay, yeah. so LGA. Oh, not what I was going to say. Because if you're, yeah, so you're going to go JFK then. Yeah, of course. I love JFK. No, you don't. Yes, I do. What? I absolutely adore it. Uh, you know, again, we're all we are all welcome to opinions, even the wrong ones. Let's hear more about why you hate LGA. Other than it's like smell, the ceilings are like the, the ceilings are like nine feet tall. Like you know, I practically hit my head on them. I feel like I'm going to. Am I touching on it? Yeah, the reason that I can stand behind LaGuardia over J or JFK over LaGuardia is because LaGuardia is just the living worst building of all time. <laughs> like it's so bad. There, there are bus there are bus terminals that are more comfortable than than LaGuardia. I would rather be in a Greyhound, bro. Like so like genuinely it's been under construction since it was like fat like 1929 is when it was built. It's been under construction I just think since right? It's under construction now. <laughs> always. It's always under construction, right? It's just constantly filled with scaffolding and smells bad. Like it's the 20th busiest airport in the country and the third busiest in New York. And it's still terrible. Like it's just so bad. Like they have that much volume. They never make it better. This is going to be really sort of like bougie. There are no lounges in LaGuardia, right? JFK has 23 lounges. Newark airport has 13. LaGuardia has got five. Newark Newark lounges are insanely good. Newark, Newark lounges are really nice. Like they're actually really nice. It's the reason to fly out of there. It's worth the drive to get there if you're going to be stuck for a while, just in case, especially in the winter months. Dude, the other thing that makes me absolutely furious about this place, once again, is the food is trash. So New York City is like a paramount place for food. And the best that they got, right? First of all, they have a Shake Shack in, in Terminal B, which is fine. Artichoke pizza is the only hint of New York City pizza they have. And I would argue artichoke pizza is not a New York City pizza. It's like a touristy thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, uh, yeah, fair enough. There are two main pizza places in a New York City airport is a place called Crust, which is neither New York. It's just not even good. It's just like garbage, supposed to be Napoleon. It's just the worst. And my biggest question with LaGuardia is, how does it get that dirty on the ceilings? I don't understand how that place is that filthy. It seems like it was like once a factory and now like they left all the fumes and, and like, and it's like the See? drop ceiling, by the way, it also, cause it, 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 I think the other reason we don't like it, it reminds you of like a terrible middle school. Yeah. 
Yeah, it it just gives you like it gives me saw vibes. Like it just feels <laughs> bad. Nothing about it feels like it's safe. It doesn't feel like you should be in there. It feels like unhealthy. I just I I would take any of the other New York airports. I would go to Connecticut and fly out of that little one before I would fly out of LaGuardia, man. I can't stand that place. All right, sir. And now for the counterpoint on why JFK is in fact far worse than LaGuardia. Okay. Okay. And, and and I, I noticed here there's definitely um, a, a different element of what what are the things that bug us about airports. Um, JFK, for me, it it starts with its location. And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, if you're not going in or out of New York City or or the New York region, if you're just uh, transferring through JFK, it's not as bad. Um, the Almost inaccessibility between terminals is a problem. Like, you really do not want to have to switch terminals at JFK at all. Uh, nope. It's not nearly as bad as my actual worst airport, but it's it's up there. Um, so JFK's location is so prohibitive, there's one road in and out of JFK. And that road is not only always full of cars, many of the times those cars hit each other, and prevent said road from being even remotely accessible. I have spent mm -hmm. the, the drive home from JFK to my house with no traffic is about 45 minutes. I've done it in three hours before. Yeah. Same. Three hours. That's like a sitcom, right? Yeah. Like you could, you could write like, that's a whole season of a sitcom in like, you could, you could have filmed each episode. It's the worst. There's like, I can't even describe how frustrating that feeling is. It's like you're you're on the at the end of this long dead end road, is the one of the busiest airports on the East Coast. Yeah, so I don't like that very much. I don't like the inability to, to walk or like go from place to place. And then finally, I felt until some recent remodels, I felt it just not not near, not as like awful as LGA, but like certainly dingy. Yeah, like yeah, dingy's fair. A little dingy. The thing with JFK, so I, first of all, heard, understood, acknowledged. I, I have no arguments with any of that. Like all of that's totally fair. <laughs> the thing is, is like at the New Yorker part of me is like, none of them are good to get to. Cause like you can try the Newark thing, but because I was always coming from the city, like if the Holland tunnel or the Lincoln tunnel's a mess, forget it. Air like, train, gone. air train, 20 minutes. Come on. Yeah, it's like I get it. I get a it. Reliable, I it's a reliable, guaranteed. I think it's twenty-two minutes. That's true. That's fair. I just I lived on the FDR, so anytime I got in a car to go anywhere it was going to be a problem. So it just I just I just sort of it was just built in. Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, every, getting everywhere is horrible. Well, I mean that that is definitely true. Yeah, I mean, just like it's just the worst. I get. Listen, I totally get it. I will say that like what they've done with like Terminal Five at JFK specifically, though. Like four and five, they're so much nicer. The domestic terminals are so much nicer now. Like they've really upgraded mm. them in the past couple of years. Whereas I feel like they've been doing that to LGA my entire life. Looks the same. Fair enough. <laughs> like nothing's Fair. changed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So mine was JFK. What's uh, and that was my Shawshank pick. I thought actually that I, I was pretty pretty hell bent anti JFK. All right. What's your next one? All right. So my last one, staying in domestic again. Um, MDW. Oh. MDW. I thought you were going to say LA, LAX, by the way. Um, MDW. It's not Charlotte. It's not. I think you might have stumped me. 
Mm, Mountain Vincennes. Yeah, that's it. No, it's not it. No. So it's uh, Chicago Midway. Oh, Midway. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, LAX, LAX gets the honorable mention for sure, by the way. <laughs> it was hard for me not to put it on the list. But again, coastal bias. I fly out of LaGuardia and the East Coast so much more that like my LAX experience is, is either entering or leaving quickly. Right. And it's like, I don't live there. So it's not, it doesn't resonate as much. Here, so Midway is... When I tell you it's far and away my least favorite airport in this country, it is far and away Hmm. my least favorite. So first of all, you mentioned this with O'Hare. The Windy City is real. Like the the wind in that city is brutal, right? Like it's just for whatever reason, I don't understand Lake Effect. I understand Lake Michigan's right there, whatever. It's just a real thing. That's rough, right? I'm not a nervous flyer. I've been on so many flights at my at this point in my life where I've just I've resigned control to the pilot and it's just like whatever happens happens. I don't really care. But the wind in that in like flying in there is, can be so bad it makes other people nervous that I now have to deal with, <laughs> right. which bums me out. Right. So secondly, O'Hare's the other big one, right? And O'Hare, I don't know like so I worked for a company that was based out of Chicago, so I spent a lot of time in Chicago. O'Hare is like an island. So it's technically in the city limits, but it literally is like on this one little connecting road that just exists outside of the rest of Chicago. Right. Midway is right in the middle of Chicago. Okay. So like you're landing in the city. So what that actually means is really short runways, aggressively short runways. Like um, John Wayne or uh, Orange County, which is the one out there? One of the California ones is like crazy. Palm Springs, maybe. I think it's like, there's one, yeah, I forget which one it is. I I meant to look it up. But so like, I've actually sat, so some of this is a little bit nerdy, but I sat next to a pilot once (laughs) on a flight back and he had the jumper seat and he was like explaining to me. And I was like, yeah, I fly in this place all the time. I wish I could go O'Hare, but I can't, whatever. And he's like, yeah, he's like, these are actually like some of the tougher, like because of the lake effect, there's four runways there. Only two of them can handle commercial flights because of how much, how bigger they are, like how long they actually are. Right. So the longest runway there is like 6,400 feet. The smallest runway at JFK is 86. Oh. Like it's a substantial difference. The largest plane that the FAA will allow to land there is a Boeing 757, which is not that big of a plane. Like they're, they're still pretty small. So what you're saying, when it comes to runways, size absolutely matters. Yeah. Runway, when, when it comes to runways, size matters. All right. So when you come in, like the amount of times that like I'm, I feel the need to make the coming in hot joke when a plane lands and it does that like three skippy thing (laughs) in Chicago is just in Midway is just, it happens almost every time. Like not kidding. I had a stretch where I think of, of five or six landings in Midway, three of them where all the overhead compartments just open on land. Cause you're just like, you just have to jam the plane onto the earth and pray. Like that's just (laughs) what they do. It's like a jack-in-the-box toy. Dude, it's absolutely nuts. And then on top of that, this will all this will all flow into all the other things I don't like about airports, right? There's only a USO lounge, so there's no lounges. No lounges. Right? Don't know. Um, Go on. It is aggressively narrow. So like there's no space. So like they're just on, you're on top of each other on each of the individual little like terminals. Uh Concourse C genuinely looks like it's a horror movie. Like the, it just hasn't been touched in forever. They have like classroom seating. It's all facing in one direction. It's just a really strange spot. Like they've done nothing to make it look better. Is there like one fluorescent light that's always a little bit out and like buzzing a little bit and like. No, that's what, 
that's what all the lights are like. Nice. All of them. It's just, it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's hell on earth, that concourse. And then also, again, this is like, so two quick bummer food things. One, they have an Einstein bagels, which as a New Yorker, get out no. of here. Nope. Nowhere. No, it's not no acceptable. Einstein. Yep. The second thing that makes me so mad, like this is such a dumb thing to get upset about, but it makes me so mad is they have one pizza place and it is not Chicago or New York style. It's like this other weird, like almost like California pizza kitchen ish thing. It's just so frustrating. I'm like, it makes zero sense. Nothing about that airport makes sense. It's a horrible place to fly into. And if I never have to land there again, it would be great. From your mouth. Maybe, uh, maybe they can have an Uno. Maybe an Uno or a Sparrow. Do they have a Sparrow? They don't. They have neither of those things. And Uno would be an upgrade because at least it's Chicago style. That would at least make sense. They can't even do that right. I, um, I got to say, I kind of just want to have you just keep talking about this airport for the next 20 minutes, but I think we should, we might need to move on. I, I do want to, though. It's just so much. It's fun. It gets um, me so fired up, man. It really does. My last one is the only airport I've ever gone to where I literally must have gone uh, up and down. Let's go with it, a dozen flights of stairs uh, in and out of no less than three buildings. I want to say four. Um, a, uh, a shuttle bus and some other kind of, uh, personal transit type of thing. Um, again, the aforementioned may, might've had to go through security more than once. Um, I'm just trying to think what other things were terrible about experiences there, but I think they got their food scene down and, uh, this would be London Heathrow. Oh, I hate that airport. Sp- speaking of airports that are too far away from the place you're going, Heathrow was like so far away. Yeah. I, it's, it's. It, on a, on, an, on a global airport scale, it might be the Shawshank Airport. How about that? Yeah. I, so so if we were – if I had thought to not go domestic and go international, Heathrow would definitely probably be – I think that would be my number one you-make-no-sense airport. Yeah. it. Like I remember like going downstairs and getting onto this bus, and then we get stopped at a light, and the light took like six minutes. And you weren't, it, it wasn't like we were near like a runway or something. I've, seen, I've, seen, I've had those too. This is just like going underground somewhere. It's the weirdest place. It's like a hodgepodge of buildings. No, thank you. No, thank you. I I also have a name that sounds made up. So like when, like, like when, like my full name is all generic, just like I might as well be called John Doe. So like when I travel internationally, like that's a problem because people are like, this is fake. And I'm like, no, 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 it's real. (laughs) <laughs> and so he throws a real problem because like I have had to go through security more than once. So I have to do the whole thing more than once. And I'm like, Terrible. I just, I just did this. Yeah. Like somebody else just did this. They're like, yeah, we don't care. You got to do it again. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our first um, negative oriented list, but hopefully in a fun way. We don't mean, we, we, we don't want to be downers over here. We're, we're, no. we're wingmen. We have a fun time. Yeah. And look, I I genuinely enjoy being mad at Midway. <laughs> it's the oh, thing that look, brings there me would joy. Be, there would be no travel books if it were not for travel mishaps. So right. I think it's you know it's almost the, in a way those are some of the most fun moments, right? Some yeah. sometimes sometimes. Well, what's funny is as we as I was doing this list, I was like trying to think of the like you know the other side of it, which is like oh, what are my favorite airports? And the answer is none of them. There's just ones I like more than the ones i dislike that's right like well at some point maybe we'll approach that but like i don't know there's maybe been one or two airports in my whole life where i've been like i like it here 
I think the little ones in California are actually pretty good, to be honest. Like they're pretty uh, good. Like the all of those OC Burbank. I don't even know how many they have. There's like, like 400 Burbank. airports around LA. So many. Oh, by the way, also if you if you haven't traveled to LA and you start traveling to LA, make sure you go to the right airport. It, yeah, you change your life. Yeah, it'll absolutely change your life. LAX is such a yeah. mall. That place is a nightmare. All right. So now, since neither of us are actually traveling anytime soon, we should. But those of you who are traveling this weekend, we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time. Yeah, it's good. Good luck if you're. Uh, you know, I know I have a couple of friends who have, who I've talked to who still have to travel. Like it's still a thing they have to do. Well, so, yeah, it's weird that that's a thing, but it's a thing, man. I guess it's a thing. Right. Well, speaking of things, hey Jeremy, what was yeah. your favorite thing on Wingman this week? Well, I'm going to give the honorable mention to the uh, Kentucky Tattoo Parlor doing uh, doing free tattoo makeovers for those who have put symbols of hate on their bodies. Yeah, um, it's so good. I'm mostly doing it because the first picture is the Pickle Rick. Uh, yeah. That just brought me a little smile, but I just oh, like Pickle that Rick! story. Like, it's just good, and I like more of those things. I like I like people doing good things. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, my actual favorite one was, I think that the title was The World is Purdy or something like that. And it's yeah. uh, photos of the earth from above. I just, I, 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 I'm not even, I, I have no photo photography talents uh, other than when you give me portrait mode, I can, I can take a great picture of my kids uh, yeah. or dog or food. Um, so watching, looking at these photos and just not just as a great angle on things going on around the world, the photography itself is quite good and the particular, like the, the, the composition and all of that stuff. It was just a beautiful, I thought it was a beautiful album. Yeah, it was. So I live with a photographer. So oh. it's like a thing that I have to um, not be more mindful of, but it's a thing that I've learned to appreciate through her lens because like pun not intended. Yes, uh, just uh, that one, that one was on purpose. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like the above thing is just really neat. Also like uh, that. So that was an honorable mention for me as well. And so was the, the Kentucky uh, was my other honorable mention. Um, a couple of those images were just like the, the one from the beach, which is the masthead was incredible. Like that's just such yeah. an incredible, like it looks like a Wes Anderson film. Like it's such a neat right. composite of like color. And it's just, yeah, it was really neat. But my favorite one, I'm going to go, I'm going to go goofy which is um, the Irish guy who thought, who said that he saw Jesus in his, uh, in his hospital room. They're like, point. it's just like, first of all, I've been very lucky that I've like some of like, I've made some really good friends who are, who are from Ireland and I grew up having a connection to Ireland with my family and something about that accent and that laugh. And the fact that that guy just played along, everything about that clip just sort of was like, yeah, this is the funny I need right now. Yeah. Like it was just, really it was all, and the fact that it was done in like, I don't know, like eight seconds or something was also, or 12 or whatever. It was just, yeah, it was perfect. perfect. It was perfect. Like yeah. it was just like a really nice little reminder that like, even in a circumstance that probably isn't ideal, you should probably still laugh. Like it's yeah. still, it's still probably good to laugh at stuff. That's right. So, yeah. so um, bring us to it then. What are you excited for this week? Uh, I think this week, uh, what I'm probably most excited for is potentially uh, just just some ocean time, man. Just being in and around the ocean. Nice. That's that's it. That's it. Nice. I've got uh, <clears throat> I got a birthday coming up, so birthday's next Friday. So uh, we'll we'll see. Well, I just I'm just I just think I'm just gonna do some fun stuff, do some family stuff, do some outside stuff, do some some ocean stuff. Just be around the water. What Love about it. you? What a nice story. 
Well, this moment just got better. My daughter just walked in and handed me some raspberries she picked from the backyard. So that's lovely. Um, which may be a, a, a foreshadowing of the week ahead. We're actually going offline for a week to a little cabin somewhere. And um, so, unfortunately, you won't get uh, you won't get a real time happy birthday from me, buddy. But uh, I'll be thinking about you. I'll be hey, thinking just about knowing you're off grid with the family is all the birthday present I need you. Oh, <laughs> well, this has been another wonderful time chatting with you. Hope you have a great week, JT. Thanks for letting us be your wingman, everybody. Mm-hmm.